A lot of great things coming to Rock Hill. It really was the people of Rock Hill. How many things does Rock Hill have going on? And you get to be a part of that. Now it's like, wow, I want to be there. I want to live there. I want to go there. It is extraordinary. The changes that have happened and what I really believe is just the next really great city in South Carolina. Hello and welcome into Rock Hill CityCast, where we aim to keep you informed on all things going on inside the city of Rock Hill. My name is Matthew Gray, alongside co-host Oriana Moore, and today is a fun podcast. We are talking about the BMX World Championships headed back to Rock Hill next year. We're almost a year out from that event, so we decided to bring over some friends from PRT. Uh, Mark Sexton, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Very nice to have be back. Yes, and uh, we were going to have David back, but David is under the weather, so pinch hitting today in the batter's box, Lisa Nasekos. Lisa Nasekos in the house. <laughs> and Lisa, this is your first time on the podcast, so uh, in- go ahead and introduce yourself, give your position, and then talk a little bit about how you got to the city of Rock Hill. Okay, so my position currently is Program Supervisor Tourism Projects, so pretty much anything in the tourism world coming into Rock Hill. Um, and then kind of co-chairing BMX as well alongside Mark Sexton and David Linder. Came to the city. Oh, Lord. This was a good journey. Teacher, PE teacher, PE teacher at Northwestern. Coaching. So the sports world. Then kind of left that. Went into the sales world of the chamber. And then I found this gig, which is both sales and sports. Mm. Had a baby. That's me. <laughs> she really is like the utility player. She in baseball. is. It, it definitely Southball is. Hitter, let's go. Bring and then, it in. Uh, Mark, remind people of your title and a little bit of what, about what you do. Yeah, Mark Sexton, um, operations supervisor, which basically we run to help supervise the day-to-day operations of the Parks, Recreation, and Tourism Department, supervise our four divisions. I have been with the city in a various different capacities. Uh, I've worked with the city for 28 years. Um, I did take a hiatus for one year which was not a very smart move, and I'm very <laughs> thankful that the city of Rock Hill and got back on with Parks, Recreation, and Tourism. Um, and, yeah, I love what I do, and I love the events we get to bring to the city. Awesome. Well, you know we like to have a little bit of fun at the beginning of the podcast. I'm going to try something a little bit different today. I've seen this question online, and it's framed a little bit differently than the way I'm going to frame it. So the way that it's framed online is you have to defend yourself, and you get to pick three of these groups – <laughs> and the other groups of animals will attack you. So you have to pick the animals that will defend you. So what I, I'm going to have... Only animals. Only, only animals. animals. Okay. So I have nine categories of animals that I'm going to read out here in a second. But what oh. I'm going to do is I'm going to let you two as, battle as if you're going up against each other. Oh, okay. man. And each okay. of you are going to pick three <laughs> of these groups. So the way we're going to do a, a snake... So you're going to pick, and then she's going to pick twice. You're going to pick twice, and I think okay. she'll end up with the last pick. So okay. that way, the way it should be. That way you don't end up with every other pick, or she doesn't end up with every other pick. and just We'll let her get the last word We're going to do Battle Royale. Oh, typical. Yes, this is a Battle typical. Royale. All right, so here, here are the categories. All right, we have 50 hawks, <laughs> 7 buffalo, 10,000 rats, 10 crocodiles, a hunter with a rifle, 5 gorillas, <laughs> Three grizzly bears, fifteen wolves, and four lions. And Holy when you, well, oh my yeah, God. I'll, I'll let you look at this oh when you God. pick. So, okay. Okay. Uh, 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 Mark, pick a number one or two. A one always. All right, it's two. Do you want first pick or or do you want? 
the no, uh, because it goes one and goes snake, so I get the next. It two will picks, be even right? either way, but okay, yes. Okay, yeah, go. So you, I'll get, Mark, yeah, I'll defer. They're at I'll the defer. bottom of that sheet, so I'll you defer. get the the first pick on the bottom down there. All right, I, I think I'm easily. I don't though. I don't see the answer that you picked. Or did, oh, fifty hawks. I want fifty hawks. You want the fifty hawks? Oh, yeah. Mark's going through the air. I am definitely He's going through the aerial air. Aerial attack. The All right, now hawks she, are ruthless. She now get, wait, are we going to be like on the ground? Is there water nearby? No like, water. I need to know. Okay, good to know. I'm in the air. Just know that. Oh, for the you got the With birds 50 on of you. Them. Fifty of them. Okay. All right, so Mark has fifty hawks. Lisa, you get two picks here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I... I'm, I'm already got you down. <laughs> you got You're me taking way too long. I'm going to do first pick. Oh, my God. Five gorillas. So you get five strong. gorillas. All right. Um, ooh, and they're pretty fast. Scary. I kind of want to go for the 10,000 rats, It's bro. a lot of rats, man. It is. And the, the 50 hawks are going to get distracted by the 10,000 rats. Bring it back Bring over. It. So 10,000 rats, uh, five, five gorillas. gorillas, and then Mark gets two picks here. I get two picks. All yeah. right. So I, my hawks will take care of those um, those rats. Yeah, 10,000 of them. And so for your you, – you had the gorillas. gorillas. You gorillas and rats. I'm going to go with the um, – I'll go with one hunter with a rifle. That'll take care of my gorillas. All right. And One. I'll do four lions. So Mark finishes with three hawks, four lions, and he takes the hunter with the rifle. I got a gun. Lisa, you get one more pick. You've got 10,000 rats, five gorillas, and whatever you choose 15 here. 15 wolves. 15 wolves. All right, so Oriana, I didn't prep you for this, but you're going to be the judge here, all right? Oh, man. I've written it down. All right, so. okay, so we've got, uh, read us out what we have on each side again. Okay, so Lisa has five gorillas, 10,000 rats, and 15 wolves. Yep. Mark has 50 hawks. One hunter with a rifle and four lions. All right, now you get to choose who you think would Please. win in this oh, fight. <laughs> okay, time out. 50 hawks, 10,000 rats. They're going to be distracted because that's what they swoop down and get. Don't sway the judge. I am. Talk about competition. Let's see. And then um, you've got Mark versus Lisa over in the corner there like with here. boxing gloves know, on. Right? We're going to go back and ask PRT staff. I'm going to army crawl. I'm going to army crawl. Well... She does have the 15 wolves, but he also has four lions. Mm -hmm. But I've got the five gorillas, a hunter. One hunter cannot, five gorillas. Yeah, what I don't gorillas. Remind, what's, the what's the king of the jungle? Yeah, the but they, they yeah, but they sit they sit and pray and sneak. <laughs> so is this one round of fighting? Just yeah, one? Okay. Who, who comes out on top? Mm. It's hard to choose. Come home, Mariana, come home. <laughs> I want to say... Because the 50 hawks, hawks can be pretty vicious. They are very vicious. I think they can. Can they take they out can wolves? They can distract the, the rats, but then again. Wolves? Gorillas? Are these like New York City rats? or? Yeah, we're going to get two. I would two say people. they're your average rats. Household rat. <laughs> okay. Um, so so would you, are you picking Mark? Is that what I'm hearing? Ratatouille. Have you ever seen a red tail hawk in action? I think I'm going to pick Mark only because he does have the 50 hawks and four lions. Awesome. However, I do think Ooh. the wolves could surprise us, but I think we're just going to go with Mark. So Mark with a slight win here in our uh, battle royale. I don't see it, but it's uh, okay. It's okay. I'll accept it. That was fun. That was fun. Um, that, I enjoyed that. I thought I it went thinking. well. That could but, be at our meeting LOC next week with a special prize really or whoever want, picks yeah. it. Yes. Awesome. Um we're not here to talk about rats and gorillas and lions. We're here to talk about uh, the BMX World Championships, uh, which we last, Rock Hill, last hosted in 2017, set to host again next year, which will be 2024. Make sure I don't get my years mixed up. You got it. Uh, there's a lot that goes into this. Uh, and you got, when did the planning process 
officially start. We we if I could go back a little bit and some history. So yep. after we hosted the event in 2017, and at that time it was the first time the event had been back in our country in 16 years. So we were super thrilled to have that. And we get asked all the time when we were lucky enough and our council management support to build a track like we have for um, the BMX was to not only have events like that, but also to grow the sport. And people get asked all the time, did y'all think y'all would actually host this? And the answer is yes, that was the intent. We didn't know if we would host it this early after our track opened in 2014. But Build it and they will come. It, it really go. was. <laughs> and it, it was, was it on our radar screen? Sure. Was it that quick? Maybe not, but we we're happy it was here. So in, in that in 16, so then people say, well, did you immediately go right back after it for 24? And the answer to that was no. We didn't. We we felt like Rock Hill was a great host in 2017 with all of our partners that we had. Obviously, something like that big cannot just be hosted by Rock Hill alone because um, just the mass of people have to stay in Charlotte and probably as far south as Columbia. But because of our the job we did with working with USA BMX and the United Cyclists International Group that actually is the event right holder for this event, came back to us and said, listen, y'all did such a great job in 2017. Would you be willing to host it again? And that we felt like that gave us a little bit of leverage. And we said, sure, we'd love to do it, but we want to do it in an Olympic year. And that's why we chose 2024. Mm. Um, we'll be the last stop. Rocky will be the last stop in 2024 before the Olympic Games. And that gives us a little bit more credibility. Number one, not that you need credibility to have, host this event, but it all the riders will want to get their last track time in Rock Hill before they go off to the Olympic Games. So what was it about Rock Hill that, that had drawn attention to our BMX facilities as opposed to other places around the country? So I think it was two things. One, um, before we opened ours, uh, there was only one Supercross eight-meter hill that was a permanent fixture in the United States, and that was in Chula Vista, California. Okay. And that was the Olympic Training Center for BMX. A lot of places around the United States had BMX tracks, but not an eight-meter hill that would that would allow the elites, the pros, if you will, ride and train. And so when we went went and looked at California's, we said, well, okay, we want to do something on the East Coast. Um, but we we took a different stance. Nothing against Chula Vista. Theirs was they had the hills, they had the track. They didn't have a permanent structure around okay. it. And our take on it was not only we want to build it to host these large national events, our truly, again, credit to our council management, the leadership group that says we want to grow the sport. It's not just about hosting these great events. That's a big part of it. But we want to grow the sport of USA BMX, and, it, and it's worked. If you look at our ridership numbers ever since we've opened every year, year in, year out, they have continued to increase. We have people from Rock Hill. Um, Matt Watson's daughter, Mary Hollis, competed in France last year. She's a local rider on ours. Um, probably would have never picked up a BMX bike and ridden on a track if we wouldn't have had ours. So I think it's a mixture of that. But I always say, why, why Rock Hill? I think it's our people. I really do. I, I think it's our people. I think they grasp it, our, our community grasp it. Um, and the people feel welcome when they get here. Mm -hmm. And then it takes the organization and the planning to – and that's our whole city and our community that helps pull this event off. As soon as the announcement comes, obviously, I, I, I said, and Lisa can jump in here. I, I remember when it said, okay, y'all want to host it again in, in 2024. Um, I said, I just need two things. We learned a lot in 2017, a, a whole lot. I kept saying in 2017, well, I don't know what I don't know. Well, now we know. And I said, well, okay, we just need two things. We need medical and we need money. And <laughs> we needed M&Ms. 
and we're working on that plan but it the the planning does start immediately it, it start you got to start putting a team together um what does that team look like can we get the medical component of that obviously there's some a medical is a huge part of this mm-hmm. thing with the number of crashes and how fast as these riders are going so if you don't have a medical group and you don't have somebody professional so we're very fortunate it was a, a neat story in 17 we had all three hospitals with piedmont um, at that time, it was Novant and Atrium all working together, which was a cool story to tell. We brought Atrium in late. Um, but this year, it will be the two hospitals. It'll be Atrium Health and Piedmont Medical Center. And that plays very well for the United States, having the opportunity to look overseas and what some of the other medical components are. Um, the quality of care here is extremely good. And working with those two partners help us out tremendously. So you, you start getting people together. Uh, and you mentioned 2017 and wh- what we what we learned, what we, we didn't know, what we didn't know. What are some of those things that fall into that category? I think it's working with UCI. Um, they're they're the national or international governing body. I mean, if you, people don't know when you think of the UCI, well, what is that? The easiest way in my mind to describe that is if people know Lance Armstrong and the Tour de France, that's the group that puts that event on. And so the anti-doping and all that, that's so to put it in perspective, that's who the group is we're working with. And, I mean, they come in and they have a high list of demands. I mean, they come in and says, here's the blueprint, which is helpful to have an organizational guide. and 140 pages. Yeah, <laughs> 140 pages of here's exactly. And we say, Lisa and I talk about this all the time, if we follow that organizational guide, we'll do a good job. With that said, the UCI knows when they come to the United States, we probably have a little bit more things that we can offer for a race that maybe a Medellin, Colombia can't have or a Zolder Belgium can't have. And so they'll they'll take full advantage of that. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples. So inclement weather. They're not used to the inclement weather that we have in the South. And they have a team that comes in and says, we're going to monitor the weather. Well, after day one, we had a pretty wicked storm come through. And the UCI, nothing against them. They just didn't know our storm system. They kept saying, well, let's put riders back out on the track. And we're like, well, let's let's hold up. I'm like, nope, we're good. We're all monitoring the weather. And like, let's put let's put riders back on the track went against our suggestion put riders back on the track and we immediately had to pull them back off well then it was a big meeting afterwards saying rock hill y'all shouldn't have put riders back on the track we're like Mm -hmm. okay we'll make Mm -hmm. every decision from here on out about weather Mm -hmm. and we'll make every decision from here on out about medical because that was another big thing we had to have a meeting pretty quick right on the track from day one uci brings in their own medical team the way they provide medicine again in foreign countries it in the same way we provide medical teams here we have a lot of attorneys and lawyers in the United States. <laughs> and so Eric Warren was our chief medical officer, called a meeting and said, I hate to be this blunt about it, but if something happens, who gets sued? And they were real quick to say, you are. And he said, fine, I'll make all the decisions from here on out. Mm. And that was a good meetings to have. And it, it taught us where we can push back against the UCI and that where we can take more of a control. And you go ahead. Well, I was going to say, just going into 24, I unfortunately wasn't part of 2017. I was teaching for the school district, but I wasn't part of the team in the city. So like you said before, it was a lot of research for me on my side for the third party to see what was done in 17. Ask everybody from like their point of view, what was done, what can be done better. And that's how we sat down, organized it all, kind of going into it. But in 24, it's just more like Mark said, it's that push. So as long as we have everything, we have an org guide. And let me tell you, it builds. So every facet is covered. And, you know, who we report to kind of stay in our lane. As long as we cover all those pieces, we know which parts we can push back 
from 17, which is great. And then we have a little OG meeting that we come in together to make sure we're kind of holding each other accountable, making sure we're kind of on the right path as well. I see the world through a very sports-saturated lens. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like in the NBA when two very talented superstars go to play on the same team, they have to learn how to play together. Oh you know, God, yeah. And once they do learn how to play together, you end up with uh, deep playoff runs or championships. And so it sounds like 2017 was almost like the the first season together, if you will. And then Yeah, you, I think that's a great that's analogy. A great analogy. Um, and I think it also gave the UCI – the ability to say we know what we're doing mm-hmm. it's isn't the first time we've run large scale events in rock hill and we've we're used to working with local organizing groups we're used to working with you know national governing bodies like usa bmx that says okay they this isn't the first time they've done it and i think that's a large part again that's not just prt that's the city of rock hill in our community that says they know what they're doing back off let them do their job trust um, us that's right and, and there's constant communication so i think there is a lot of trust there and i think that's why they're coming back So you mentioned um, earlier about having the um, world championship um, in an Olympic year. Um, Could you talk a little bit more about why that is? Well, again, it's it's, it's quite simple. It's it's really just the very last stop. I mean, all these riders, their ultimate goal, if you will, is to ride in the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're trying to eventually. They want to get to a world championship, which is us. But the next stop is them every four years. Once that Olympic game's over, that elite rider that's a pro rider has one goal. I want to go in the Olympics in the next four years, just like any other sport. So they're focusing for the next four years to get to those games. And this is the last stop for that. And they're going to all be coming to this stop to say, is this my last chance to actually make it to the Olympic Games? And that's really important to us because we, we had a great turnout in 17. We're going to have a bigger turnout in 24. And in BMX world, each event you kind of stop in, you get points. Essentially how you finish, what category you're in. Okay. And so – that this is the last stop if they need that extra push at points or just to solidify their rank for you know the next stop into the Olympics. So, I mean, it's very important. And it's literally the last road because it's in Paris, June, heads up, that's it. Yeah, Yeah. and let me put my tourism plug in here. Do uh, it. The, other, the last reason that's really important, the, these international riders, when they come to the United States, they're not coming for a week. They're, they're coming for 30, 45 days. And... In 17, which wasn't an Olympic year, we had a lot of the international component come to at least Rock Hill for 30 days just to get track time. Because they've, you know, the Americans get to come here a decent amount. The internationals don't. So they want to get as much time. So we rent the track out for 30 days leading up to this event. It's just more tourism dollars being spent in our community. Mm-hmm. They're going to be here a longer period of time. They're going to try to get track time. And that's good for our economy. Yeah. And, and to build on what Oriana asked, why does olympic year mean more people well again it's just they're all trying to qualify so you'll have more riders we'll have more Mm -hmm. riders we had 3700 riders in 2017 now we'll we'll see where all this plays out but we fully expect 4,000 plus riders we had uh, 38 different countries 48 48 different countries countries in 17 i think we fully expect 50 to 54 different countries and they've added a new u23 category too which is just even more people even more people just more the merrier. And and the hype of the Olympic year will only bring more excitement to this event. And I think they'll stay longer. Yeah. Probably more excitement, more eyes watching the Absolutely. event to see oh, who yeah. qualifies more. Right. More people um, coming to support those riders mm-hmm. to see if they qualify. Just everyone 
BMX is a family family sport. It's not just mom and dad. It's everyone coming. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you guys have, oh, since 2017, or maybe even before then, been uh, building a relationship with uh, the BMX, UCI BMX, correct? Yeah. Um, well, you got two different groups. you got the international group, and then you got a USA domestic ba- mm-hmm. group, which is okay. It's really USA, USA. Cycling, mm-hmm. which kind of mm-hmm. contracts out with USA BMX. So we work with USA BMX. We work with USA Cycling and USA BMX, but primarily USA BMX. What is that relationship like between you guys today? Phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I speak in examples, okay? So <laughs> um, has it always been great? We have to, like you mentioned it, you have to learn. Two players have to learn how to play. I like that. Yeah. We had to do that exact same thing. Mm-hmm. They're used to USA BMX. Typically, when they would go to an, a city or a community to run, they would take it over. They would run everything. When they got here, they were like, well, we're, we're doing parking and admissions, and we're going to help you run concessions, and we're going to help you put on the event. And that was foreign to them to a degree. And so we had a lot of, I would say, having to learn how to – two rock stars, two NBA mm-hmm. Hall of Famers having to work, figure out how to work together. And we worked through all that, and I think it's probably as strong now as it ever has been, and I'll tell you why. Traditionally, we host one national a year. That's typically in March. Mm-hmm. We're hosting two this year, mm. so we're going to ho- we just hosted one in the end of March, right? Yep, and we're going to have one in October, twenty seventh, twenty eighth. Another national in March of twenty four, and then the UCI BMX World Championships in May of twenty four. So four big events in the ca- in the point of a year and a half. And those events, these riders can get points to actually apply towards their their path to the Olympics as well. So it's just they're all coming to town. They're loving Rock Hill. I think we're describing it as a good marriage. USA BMX, City of Rock Hill, period. Mm-hmm. It's a good marriage. Yep. So um, I just wanted to understand more about the BMX sport as far as, like, the season, how, you know, football is like a fall sport. and But so is this more of a year-long thing? Because yeah. it seems like they have to go to a lot of um, championships to get to the Olympics or for the chance to go to the Olympics. Think of it as like a travel sport, if you think like a club sport, Mm -hmm. you know, every weekend or maybe every two weekends, there's some event that you go to and you essentially, these are points driven, but that's kind of, and they kind of gather their points each time. That's pretty much it. Golf. Golf. Tennis. Yeah. yeah. They're they're looking, there's a reason why we're hosting it in March, Mm -hmm. you know, weather. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Right. Because of our heat and our storms, we're trying to avoid some of that. So you mentioned uh, medical. You mentioned um, a little bit about safety and weather. What when you go through the planning process, we're almost a year out. What what categories are are we looking at? So obviously medical mm-hmm. sponsorship. I mentioned medical and money. You got to have those. But it, this is truly an event. And Lisa, please help me here. If I, oh, yeah. whatever I leave out is, I describe as a true community event because it takes all of that um but we're thinking of everything from opening sarah i'm gonna go from the beginning to the end okay. the opening ceremonies of everything trying to make sure these folks realize when you come to rock hill south carolina you're you're a big fish in a small pond you know you're not in medellin columbia where we went and watched an event to see it and and you don't see a welcome banner on a street pole you don't see a restaurant saying welcome bmx fans you see that in rock hill south carolina so they feel welcome and we want we want our community to embrace that our hoteliers to say welcome bmx so that's a big part of it when they land in charlotte north carolina they're going to see welcome 
to the Carolinas. They're our hotel Airport. group. Airport, yeah. So, we, yeah. So every touch point along the way that they're getting. So if they, you know, the hotel group is one group that we're working with mm-hmm. really early on to try to lock up hotel rooms, make sure people have, and again, that's driving the economy of Charlotte. They're going to be in the hotel. If you have a question, we're going to go pick pick up members of the UCI. Safety is obviously a big portion of it. Hospitality is a huge portion of it. You know, making sure our community can either come out and enjoy it, enjoy some drinks, enjoy some food, have our sponsors feel welcome. Just like, again, you would see at a golf event where you see the villas. Media, huge. Huge. I think we had 106, my my numbers might, 96 countries media represented Mm -hmm. in 2017. I think that number will skyrocket. Um, Y'all will be working very closely with that. Have your own media tent, all the necessary plugins, language. Oh is a gosh. huge barrier working with the community with our universities too with their language even in our elementary schools now we have immersion schools they're going to come out and help us do that and we're, we're having our focus groups at school districts and making sure the leadership team actually works all together to bring community together i mean sustainability we're going in every facet of, of a community really applies to this event yeah, marketing Everybody. and merchandise Merch- and parking, awards. admissions, and and that's, volunteers. And volunteers. I think through our local organizing committee, if we follow that org guide, um, what you were alluding to earlier, everybody sits around a table and we report on that. And we like to say, if everybody stays in their lane and everybody does their job, we're going to do a just as good a job, if not better, than what we did in seventeen. And that's kind of what we break it down to. You focus on this. And we'll knock this out of the park. So being a year out, does that process ramp up? Or if not now, when does it hit full speed? It will. Definitely ramping up. That's, It'll yeah. start ramping up May 12th. Um, our, when we started laying this out, we said, okay, for a, a year and a half out to two years out, we've been meeting every other month. Mm-hmm. Um, once May 12th hits and we realize we're a year out, we'll start meeting every, every month. month. And then probably the last two months, month and a half, two months, we'll start meeting twice a month. Yeah. And just start really start hitting into the fine details of everything that may pop up. A lot of it's big picture right now. It's a lot of people going and doing their job, but everything will start getting buttoned up as we get closer to the end. And because we had a foundation from 2017, it's allowing people to kind of be more creative so they know what they have to do. But now how can we make it? A little better how can we really bring rock hill welcomes the world to yeah. essentially everybody and I, I don't know why maybe because my wife's in education but I, <laughs> I really think a cool aspect of this and i think we did a good job in 17 but i do think we can do hopefully a little better job in 24 and the time's going to be tough because we're working with uci because this is in may and school's in session mm-hmm. um we're, we're asking the uci permission to maybe not race during the day but let's cut on the lights and let's race under the under the nighttime, under the stars, and yeah. let the kids come out. But this is a cool opportunity for these kids, like Lisa mentioned, in an immersion program, or just really anybody. Maybe they study. I keep using Germany because I'm not smart enough to know some of the other countries. But <laughs> if you're studying Germany in school, you get the opportunity. And, and the UCI is very good at this, and the foreign riders are, are want to be a part of this, where we can get German riders, again, just using Germany, <laughs> to come to the schools and talk yeah. to the kids. Or we want to get those kids attached to – the riders and come out and support them during, at the track time and what else in my opinion better experience is to have a real life person that lives there to talk about what life is about 
to give that, you know, you can learn it in a classroom, but yeah. to really get a chance to talk to a writer, it's pretty cool in my opinion. But I think you could do a whole project in different, talking the teacher in me previously, I mean, you could learn the culture and then maybe do almost kind of like a podcast, have these kids ask the writer questions about that culture, make it like a little interview, yeah. Have a, and that's what they do in English. They make sure all the questions are lined up, and then they're present, presenting it to that writer. I think that would be the coolest thing. Yeah, Matthew, don't, I, I, I failed to, or both of you, mention <laughs> one of the biggest key things we do need and is a tough job is our volunteer recruitment mm-hmm. um, and needing volunteers in various capacities. Um, and we'll be getting that list out if we have it already very soon so people can start signing up. Yeah. But it's, it's critical, and again, that's another touch point, whether it's just it can be as simple as welcoming people to Greeter. Rock Hill yeah. or greeting in a hotel or an airport to riding on a bus and saying, hey, we don't want people just sitting on a bus riding to a track. We want somebody talking to them and that they're sitting in the stands and saying, do you need anything? And all that type of stuff makes people feel very welcome. So this sounds like a really immersive event. Um, people get to come out and watch people race, and then mm-hmm. people get to meet others from other countries and learn Um, I really like that part about it. And I know you mentioned that um, a lot of these um, athletes are coming for about 30 to 45 days at a time. Mm -hmm. So how long is the actual championships here, the world championships? Because I I remember I went to the nationals last month. Yeah. um, And it was, what, three days? Yes. So how long is this one? Is it also three days? Is it longer? Well, the dates are, so everybody write this down, okay? (laughs) May 12th to May 18th. Okay race dates besides like not practice racing is pretty much that wednesday to saturday okay and championships obviously yeah so and lisa mentioned this it's kind of an interesting in my world because it's not as traditional as what we would think about as a traditional sport like Mm -hmm. a double elimination type Mm -hmm. concept people sign up for different classes yep so the elite riders i'll start there the the elites trying to make it to the olympic games they're not racing to the last day okay and they're going to have a full day. In fact, it was so good. I don't I don't see how this could get any better in 24, other than us shooting up fireworks earlier. <laughs> in 2017, it just stars lined up. We had an American female and an American male win. Win in Rock Hill. Win in Rock mm-hmm. Hill in the World Championship. You talk about USA BMX, people getting fired up and all wearing the same oh. jerseys. It's pretty cool. I hope we can emulate that again in 24. But I'll start there because then, then you back up the day before, and everything's kind of a – crescendo up to mm-hmm. that elite riders on that final day so you got the younger classifications and then the next and next and next all the way up to the elites okay what else will be new to the world championships in 24 that wasn't there in 2017 we're talking about again i mentioned fireworks we mm-hmm. have thrown around some ideas <clears throat> i'm not going to mention them on this podcast <clears throat> we're going to increase our capacity on our hospitality it was so popular in 2017 we had to do a last minute change um and add some spots so we're gonna we're gonna expand on that in two different ways mm-hmm. um it was i think we set it up very nicely in 17 where the elite hill where the riders are jumping it almost if you sat in that tent with our sponsors and our vips it makes it you feel like you're jumping into the tent mm-hmm. and at the last second they're going right underneath it we're going to expand on that a little bit and then we're going to have a secondary hospitality um for the public yeah for the public as well then we're going to probably expand on our opening ceremonies mm. yeah um we might so actually I, change it into like opening festival or right. opening kickoff because it's gonna honestly they're trying to slogan rock hill welcomes the world but introduce all things american that people might not be privy mm-hmm. to internationally pretty much downtown which yeah. would be really awesome so 
That's, that's probably the biggest things. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I, we, we learned a little bit <laughs> to tweak from 17 that's not that exciting. Um, but layout, like little, johns little and things like that. Yeah, but just kind of being smarter. What makes sense? ADA accessible, kind of just around the track, things yeah. like that. But Par- and I know this isn't this exciting either, but parking <laughs> with our challenge that we have within the Riverwalk footprint, we're losing property. We're not gaining property. Mm-hmm because we got housing development going mm-hmm. around us. So that creates some, some challenges, and we want to be a good neighbor to the Riverwalk development as well. And they certainly know this event's coming, but it creates some off-site parking, which Lisa and her team are working on. Yay. Got some good ideas to how we can get, if you can't park on site, how do we get you in there and get you back out as quickly as we can? And I think the big things, too, is that we're working with, I mean, in a COVID world, we all had to learn how to be digital, QR codes, everything like that. So a lot of things online, like Sign Up Genius for volunteers, things that people kind of are related to, people kind of know, familiar to. Um, we're working with Eventbrite to actually do our admissions, parking. You could buy everything online and on site, so it's not, it's kind of familiar for everybody. Whatever anybody's comfortable with, they can make that happen. And there's an app, right? Working oh, yeah. on an app. Working on an app. <laughs> Website coming in. Um, so where you're out almost oh my gosh there's an event coming up to mark that date what's going to be happening there or one year out yeah may 12th friday it's essentially just to kind of do our countdown logo official unveiling and give the media kind of a chance to see everything that's going on hopefully showcase our track a little bit more because we've had the track several years now and we're still getting people to understand it's in rock hill we have an Olympic caliber track in Rock Hill. So hopefully shining some light on that. Yeah, and it revealed the website, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, we're not Darlington, um, which I probably would have been a fan of, but meaning the Darlington Raceway, our track did just change. Uh-huh. So whatever Me people sure raced on 2017, they're going to have a totally different track. Mm-hmm. The feedback we're getting is phenomenal. They love it. And it's fast, mm-hmm. um, which the riders really like because they feel like they can go faster on this track than they can anywhere else. So there was this debate of, you know, Darlington has a little bit of a smaller end on one end than it does in the other. And that creates that lure. Mm. Well, we, we were talking about that. Well, why change it? If it's got a little bit of a quirkiness to it, because our quirkiness was in our final turn, it pushed them all out a little bit further than they wanted to be. So, That's But we ended up changing it and the feedback's positive. Yeah. Might have some giveaways. <laughs> and this is uh we'll, we'll finish here this is a a track and a world championship that has become quite highly regarded in the bmx community over the past six seven years correct absolutely oh, yeah uh, and, and again i think that's why you know you could ask why is usa bmx now bringing you two nationals i think it's the feedback they're getting from the riders i mean mm-hmm. you got to listen to your constituent or your person or your customer and they want to be back every time they come back to rock hill the numbers keep going up mm-hmm. and up and up and again that's the credit to our people our people are welcoming that that's a credit to our city um not just city staff but a big credit to city staff because we all work as a big team um but again our community our restaurants our hotels are all trying to to that's you know, southern hospitality that's right and it, it's the people and mm-hmm. um i think it is very well known uh, not only in the United States, but internationally, and people want to come back here. And the thing that people keep saying is Rock Hill gets it. That's yeah. literally the slogan. Rock Hill gets it. They they know what they're doing. Is there not anything big we missed or that you guys would like to add? I will give you some numbers. 
Only thing I would add, and and we say it's this is economic development through sports tourism. All right, so what we want to do is drive the economy. It's nice that we can run this event, but what is the ultimate goal of what we're doing? We're trying to grow the sport. We're trying to educate our citizens and our community about what the sport is. But there's a bigger reason we're doing this, and that is we're we're pushing economic development through sports tourism, and that is the room nights that are going to be created. The economic impact and the amount of taxes that will be created so that in 2017 it was a 19 million dollar plus direct economic impact mm -hmm. 29 million if you throw airfare on top of that mm -hmm. um, this is going to surpass that so to kind of give you an example and I use this all the time when I started in with the city in 1990 something we we would pat ourselves on the back if we said man we created five million dollars of direct economic impact for our community we do that in a weekend three weekends ago for two events we had a big volleyball event big BMX event, the Carolina Nationals. That one weekend created $5 million of direct economic impact. This event alone will be 20 plus. Then the city of Rockland, our department now is creating a 75 to $80 million of direct economic impact through our sports tourism facilities. And that is good business for the mm -hmm. city of Rockland. And again, that credit goes to our council, our management team that helps build us. You build it, they will come mentality. So and, proud. And maybe you can help me out here because I, in my former life, I was a reporter. <laughs> and I remember covering stuff like this. And uh, what was that economic impact number in, let's say, 2017-ish? For the whole year? For the whole year. Oh. Probably 2017, we hadn't opened our indoor facility. Indoor wasn't so open. It, it was probably 40 to $45 million in 2017. That included 20 yeah. of the BMX event alone. So it was probably mm -hmm. 40 to 45 But then you look at the Sports and Events Center, which is creating 40 on its own yeah. yeah i remember before the sports and event center opened and before the bmx world championships came here that number was even lower than 40 i yeah, guess absolutely. and so you, you're 20s. you're 20s. hosting an event that's almost going to increase your hospitality dollars by 100 percent. that's right absolutely yeah. that's how i remember it i just wanted to make sure i was and on track I, with that and if i can i'll get off bmx for a second you spot you know sports and event center under armor it's uh -huh. this weekend. This weekend. Mm -hmm. Adidas came first. And it, it is. It's our, it's our people in our buildings. But Adidas came. a great event. But that spun off. Adidas is coming back. We're probably getting ready to. I'm not going to give the number of years yet because we haven't locked it down. But a long-term contract with Adidas. That spun off Under Armour. And, again, it's our building, our people, our places that make people feel welcome. Awesome. Well, a lot of exciting things to come. We can't wait for the BMX one year out event coming up and then uh, BMX World Championships will be here before we know it. Thank you guys for taking some time out of your day to come join us and tell people about that. Thank you. all Ready to get you. to work. Thanks for listening to the Rock Hill City Cast. Episodes are available each week to stream on SoundCloud, Google and Apple Podcasts. To keep up with City of Rock Hill information, follow us on social media.